there, it's Carrie. Thank you so much for joining me on this latest episode of Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. This is episode 32, and we're going to talk about how practicing gratitude works and how it can help change your life. I'm so glad that we're walking the path towards healing together. So just a quick reminder, I'm not a clinician, counselor, or physician. I'm a certified trauma and resiliency life coach, a certified trauma support specialist, advocate, and someone with lots of lived experience with trauma. Also, the information presented in this podcast is for educational purposes only and not meant to replace treatment by a doctor or any other licensed professional. All right, let's dive in. So today, I wanted to share with you the experience that I've had in practicing gratitude. It has really begun to change my life in so many ways. There's science behind the benefits of it, and there's a way to practice it so that it sticks in our traumatized brains. So a little bit of background. The word gratitude comes from the Latin word gratia, which, depending on how it's used, means grace, graciousness, or gratefulness. And gratitude involves all of those things. Gratitude is being thankful and having an appreciation for what a person has, receives, or experiences. We acknowledge the goodness in our lives. We can acknowledge and be grateful for ourselves, too. What we've overcome, what we've accomplished, and everything we've survived. This, in turn, can open us up to connecting outside of ourselves, you know, connecting us to things bigger than ourselves, be it other people, nature, the environment, or even a higher power, if that's your thing. Positive psychology shows that practicing gratitude has a strong and consistent effect on being happier. Expressing gratitude can help us feel more positive emotions. We can remember and be grateful for our experiences. This can help us be healthier and get through challenges in a better way, and even help us build stronger relationships. While for many, you know, you can get a rush of joy or happiness after something really good happens, gratitude is acknowledging and being grateful for the small things, things we often overlook in our lives. Things like the sun on our face, drinking a glass of water, a chat with a friend, the feel of your softest, comfiest clothes on your skin, the smell of rain. There are so many small things that have an impact on us every day that we can be grateful for. Now, I'm not saying this is easy. It isn't. When we're stuck in that negative doom loop of thoughts that trauma constantly reinforces in us, it is a hard habit to break. Even Actually, without trauma, everyone's brain is primed this way. Let me explain. 
So the human brain is conditioned to give more weight to negative things. We tend to pay more attention to negative things, learn more from negative outcomes, and make decisions based on negative information and experiences rather than positive ones. The bad things that grab our attention and stick to our memories. Crazy, right? It can affect our motivation too. We tend to think about what we might lose or have to give up in pursuing a goal rather than what we'll gain. Interestingly, research has shown that negative news is more likely to be seen as truthful. It garners more attention so it can feel more accurate. All of this is referred to as negativity bias. Researchers believe that this is likely due to evolution. So earlier in human history, paying attention to things that were negative, bad, and dangerous was literally a matter of life and death. Those people that paid attention to the negative things were less likely to take risks and therefore have a better chance at survival. This also means that these genes can be passed on to future generations. So again, our brain is just trying to do what its job is. It's trying to keep us safe. So another interesting thing, research also suggests that this negativity bias starts when we are very small. So we've talked about this in in past episodes. Infants respond positively to their caretakers, facial expressions, tone of voice, etc. But this changes at about a year old. Babies at this age begin to experience greater brain responses to negative things. So negativity can be seen as genetic or hereditary, and then you add traumas on top of that, and for some of us, brain injury, it's no wonder why we tend to see everything through a glass-half-empty viewpoint rather than the glass-half-full. So, for example, you are so dreading going to work on Monday that you don't get to appreciate your weekend. Or you might be having a good day, and one negative comment from another person ruins your whole day, and you spend all your time focused on that one negative comment. As trauma survivors, many of us have that all-or-nothing thinking, so it's either all good or all bad. There is nothing in between, and believe me, I suffer from that too. One small thing can just derail us and keep us stuck. So how do we even begin to create gratitude practices when we're up against so much already? As always, we start small, one tiny step at a time. So when I first started my gratitude practice, every day mentally, I would inwardly say, I'm grateful for my family, my friends, and my pets. There, I had practiced gratitude. But over time, I wondered why it didn't help and why it wasn't working. So in researching more, and I love researching things, 
I found that there were ways to practice gratitude in a deeper way, to help connect it to my soul, to make it stick. Gratitude is like a muscle that you can build and make stronger. We have to find ways to flip the script and change our automatic negative responses. Even negative things can have a positive element to them. We just have to look for it. In thinking about all of the things I've been through in my life, and there's been so much trauma and so many negative things, I now have the ability to go back and look at it from a different perspective. And I can appreciate things like the fact that I survived, the fact that, you know, my experiences and things that I went through did make me stronger in the long run, made me able to find my way in life, um, made me able to find my passion in life in doing what I do for work now. So, you know, there are difficult lessons that we learn, but we have to look at things through that lens of what did those experiences teach me? What did I learn from them? What can I take away from them? And then you can move on to opening up gratitude practice now for positive things that you are doing or have been doing and want to do in the future. So these are examples too, um, just some additional examples of ways we can flip the script for things that are happening in our lives. So say a friend cancels a planned outing you had with them at the last minute, and you were really looking forward to it. Your brain might instantly jump to, oh, they don't really like me. They don't like spending time with me. They always do this. You know, that dialogue we get in our head. Instead, you might acknowledge your disappointment, but say to yourself, they must have needed to take some time for themselves, and I'm glad they feel that they're safe to do this with me. I'll be there for them when they need me. We can always reschedule. Another example is, say you get a flat tire, and flat tires are awful, but instead of thinking of all the negatives associated with it, you could... Be grateful that you have a job to help pay for the repairs or be grateful that you have friends or family that will come to help you or drive you home. If rain spoils your planned picnic, remember there will always be sunny and fair days to do it again. Be glad for the life-giving rain or have your picnic indoors. When we focus on the positive rather than the negative, we get a release of feel-good chemicals in our brains called serotonin and dopamine. These are associated with greater happiness and pleasure. Thinking this way also reduces our stress hormones, which can lead to less anxiety, and it can boost your mood. As this positive domino effect continues, it can reduce symptoms of depression, anxiety, panic, and other things. So we might sleep better, we might focus a bit more, create more self-esteem, and be more patient, not only with others, 
but with ourselves. We find glimmers or threads of things throughout our daily lives we can be grateful for. It isn't a magic wand. It won't fix everything. But it's a positive first step in creating better things in our healing journey. So we begin by being mindful and practicing being present in this moment, in the now. Go back through your mindfulness toolbox we've built together and practice anything we've learned or find something that you have found that works for you in order to be more present. Then create a gratitude practice plan. My plan is that I practice my gratitude routine first thing in the morning every day while I'm having my coffee in bed. And it really sets the tone for my entire day. It does take some time, effort, and intention. Remember, we're trying to change those well-worn pathways into new, healthier ones. We learn, we acknowledge, we redirect our thoughts, and we can create the change we need. So this is where I like to close us out with a new exercise that we can add to that mindfulness toolbox we're building together. Remember, you don't have to do this now or at all if you don't want to, but you might just listen and tuck it away in your mind for future reference. This is a writing exercise. We're going to create a gratitude plan together. If you'd like to try this with me, please get a notebook, a piece of paper, even a sticky note, and a pen or pencil. You can even type it out on a Word document on your computer if you'd like. Whatever way you participate is fine. As long as it works for you, that's what matters. I'd like to invite you to find a place that's quiet, calm and as free from distractions as possible. If you'd like, you could set the mood. You could light some candles, put on some quiet, calming music, burn some incense, use some of your favorite essential oils. Remind yourself that you are in a safe space. You are safe in this moment, in the now. We always start with our mindful belly breathing. Breathe slowly in through your nose, your belly naturally pushing out as you inhale to a count of five. Hold your breath for a count of one, then slowly exhale out of your mouth. Your belly should naturally move in as you exhale to a count of five. Do this five times. To begin, decide when you'll practice your gratitude plan. It can be any time you choose, but at least consider starting out your mornings this way. It can really start your day off in a wonderful way. But you choose the time that's right for you. Next, think of what tools you'll need for your practice. 
writing is really important and empowering. So get a notebook or even if you'd like, a dedicated special journal to write in daily. Get a writing implement you like. I like to use gel pens personally. Whatever you use doesn't have to be expensive or flashy. It just has to feel right for you. If you'd like to use an app, there are lots out there. However you do it, it just really needs to speak to you and your heart. So if you have a notebook or a journal that you'd like to use and a pen or pencil, place it where it's easy to get to. I have mine right on my nightstand so I can get it and start writing in the morning when I'm ready. If you're doing this on your computer, use whatever format is comfortable for you, whether it's Word, Acrobat, or any other tool. Next, start out by identifying three things that you're grateful for. Remember, this is going to reflect what you appreciate, no matter how small it might seem. If things don't come to you right away, sit with it for a bit and surrender to the moment. It'll come. Whatever it is that you appreciate, write those things out. You may have days where you write out what you're grateful for and you won't feel it, but do it anyway. When gratitude does come up, feel it in every fiber of your being. You could put your hand on your heart, feel that life, that feeling of thankfulness. Bring gratitude mindfully into your day. Every now and then take time to stop for a moment, breathe and think, I am grateful. Take that moment to connect with gratitude, the fact that you are grateful and are working towards good and positive changes in your life, knowing that it will spill over into every other area of your life. Included in the show notes and on my website are lots of journaling prompts you can use daily. There's a link. After identifying what we are grateful for, we can go deeper into what these things bring to us, what they mean to us, and how they make us feel. We can begin to be creative with our answers and descriptions. We can flex and strengthen that gratitude muscle. So try some of the journal prompts in the uh, links in the show notes and on my website. Um, it really, really helps you know, you can be grateful for, say, your partner. But think about things that are reasons. Why are you grateful? What are they? What do they represent in your life? What do they bring to you? What do they add to your life? There's so many things that we can practice. And the more we practice, the more we open up our minds and hearts to what we do have 
rather than what we don't. Even in the darkest of times, we can find something to anchor us, something we can feel grateful for. You know, I remember in my most desperate times, as I mentioned, I can look back now and be grateful even just for my body. It kept me alive and going in spite of everything. And I'm grateful even in those awful moments when I wanted to give up. That small, quiet voice within me refused to quit. I still have to challenge my thinking every day and redirect my thoughts. But it's really working, slowly, one step at a time. And if I can get better, so can you. We're doing this together and we'll get there, I promise. Just don't stop. Even if all you write in your journal or notebook is, I am grateful, I am writing in my gratitude journal three times, that's okay. You did it. You did your gratitude practice for the day. I hope this exercise was something you found helpful and it's more tools that we're adding to our mindfulness toolbox that we're building together. So whenever you need to go to that toolbox and pull out any skill we've learned in order to feel more grounded, safe, and connected, do it. I've put each exercise portion of my podcast episode to beautiful music and video and uploaded it to my YouTube channel, Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. Please subscribe and share widely if you like what you see and hear. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And I am so grateful for you. Please keep on listening and wherever you listen, please like, subscribe, favorite, follow me, and again, share widely. And what you think really matters to me. It's so important. So comment on the show, comment on the videos, whatever's on your mind, let me know. You can find me on Facebook at Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma or Carrie Walker. You can find me on Twitter at Carrie Walker 58 and my website, Invisible Wounds HealingFromTrauma.com. Look for my new episodes dropping every Monday on all of your favorite podcast, music, and listening apps. Please take extra good care of yourself, and we'll talk soon.